Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. This is Dale Jackson welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry that takes a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching it as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology. Speaking the truth and love is our purpose, and to give the lamp and light to all. Yesterday in our study of James chapter 3, we were talking about the difference between carnal judging and spiritual discernment. Let's continue with that today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. It will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on this firm foundation for the Bible stands. In spite of the fall of man and the resulting wickedness, Man still bears God's image. Yes, there is a great qualitative difference. But man resembles God in a way that distinguishes him from the rest of God's creation. And so he adds in verse 10, These things ought not to be so. Okay. These things ought not so to be. A distinction in Scripture may be seen between carnal judging and spiritual discernment. We must take great care in our speech to denounce and attack sin, but not to seek to attack the person of the individual, because we must remember we are as depraved as they are. We have the same depraved nature that we inherited from Adam. And so understand, carnal judging attacks the person of the individual. Spiritual discernment attacks their sin. And while we are on the sins of the tongue and its damage, there's something that goes on today that I find very deplorable. And that is that Christians are using the language of the world. They cuss, and they use all type of profane words. Too often, I hear children in public places use these words without any thought of consequence. And I sincerely believe it's often a result of either hearing parents use the same words, Or those words are loud in their home through the media of the TV. They have said these words. Their parents have laughed as if it were cute instead of a reproach to the name of our Lord. And as a result, we have a generation of children that are growing up with filthy mouths. Now, Christian, clean up your language. You have children that use this language after you have warned them. Wash their mouth out with soap or spank them. By the way, that is a rule of discipline. Make the pain of the punishment greater than the enjoyment of doing wrong. Okay, if you learn that principle, make the pain of the punishment greater than the pleasure of doing wrong, you may go much further. 
Don't watch television programs that use this filthy language. Now, we're not just talking about sexual overtones, but the slang that is so often used. And I'm not going to name those words here to fill your mind with it. You know what they are. Just don't do it. If that mouth of yours cannot help it, it's because the heart has not dwelt in the love and the thoughts of God as it should. Now, my friend, think on these things. If your tongue can go to work the next day and tell of a central TV show or a movie that you saw. Now, by the way, to me, that is witnessing, but for the wrong person. When you go out and you tell what you saw on a program or what you saw and you tell about the sensuality and everything, you're witnessing. It's justice for the devil because you're telling what you've seen. And if your tongue can do that, then your tongue can share the gospel with the unsaved and it can share the word of God with the saved. You see, if your tongue can tell what it witnessed, then your tongue can also tell what is witnessed from word of God to other Christians. Your tongue can witness to the unsaved how you got saved. But my friend, it's of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Remember Luke chapter 6, verse 45? Jesus said that. And the reason our hearts will talk more about a TV program, a sport, or something else rather than the Word of God and the Gospel, is because those are the things that fill our heart and therefore spill out in our tongue. If your tongue can cuss publicly or privately, then it can praise God publicly and privately. It can speak well of Him publicly as well as privately. It should constantly eulogize the Lord. That is, our tongue should constantly bless and praise Him. If that mouth can be used in violent argument or derogatory comments against others, then, my friend, it can also be used for gentle praise and edification of believers. Now, let's go on to verses 11 and 12 here of James chapter 3. Doth the fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either of vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Now, this is telling us that a mouth which condemns men while praising God lacks credibility. This sort of person has a very shallow Christian experience. Now, notice that verse 11 uses the analogy of water. Water is life-giving. Our words can give life by sharing the gospel. Water is also cleansing and can lead to the water of life. You see, again, the water brings the unsaved to Christ and the backslider to repentance. In Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, we read this. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel 
of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now, notice what he is saying in that first verse. The man is blessed that does not walk in the counsel. In other words, he has problems in life. He begins to get the counsel or advice from the ungodly. And when he starts doing that, he is walking in their counsel. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Now, we see the way of sinners. Their way is to rock and roll. Their way is to be fleshly. Their way is to live for the things of this world. And so here's a man that begins to stand in the way of sinners. He takes a stand there. In other words, his worship, his religion, his church, his daily life begins to reflect more of the fleshly. And then he says, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now, when one sits in the seat of the scornful, now he is right in them. That, that's their friendship. And evil companionships corrupt good manners. And so now you are sitting with the scorners. In other words, you're making fun of those fundamental Bible believers. You're one of those that attack anybody that has Bible standards. You want to use the terms legalist. And the reason people use terms legalist is because they want to justify the flesh. It's so interesting to me. I was listening to one talk on the radio the other day, and one of the things that he pointed out in his message was about the legalist, which I guess he'd call us legalist. He said, I might have a bottle of wine in my refrigerator. I'm not going to tell you if I do or not, because that's none of your business, but I want you to know I have the liberty. Well... My tendency is when a man says that, he has wine in his refrigerator. And that's, I can't help it, but that's just what my thought tends to be. But why would he look at liberty as pertaining to the flesh, talking about wine, instead of looking at liberty as pertaining to the spirit, talking about being able to exercise righteousness? And you see... His whole premise is wrong. Someone told me they were listening to a national TV Bible teacher that on his TV program defined a legalist as anyone who tries to impose their standards and beliefs on you. Well, that TV preacher was trying to impose that his standard and belief on us that a legalist is anybody that has standards. And I thought, well, wait a minute now. So if you have standards, and his, they told me, and I did not hear this, but they told me his example was somebody says, go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and then you don't go Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then you start feeling guilty. And the legalist is the one that makes you feel guilty. No, my friend, a legalist does not make me feel guilty. For an example, there are those that say you should only worship God on Saturday should only have a church on Saturday. Listen, I, I can, they can say that all day long. They don't make me feel guilty at all about worshiping on Sunday. I know whom I have believed. And as far as attending church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, or whenever those doors are open, 
My Bible still says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is. The idea of the word forsaking. Now, if it was just forsake, it would mean leave altogether. It doesn't say not forsake. It says forsaking. It has the idea of there, not there. There, not there. That's forsaking. And the command is given in a militaristic type fashion of not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is. But so much the more. In other words, he says, even be more faithful. If you really believe that we're living in the last days, be even more faithful to God's house. But I ask these people that would say, well, that's legalistic. The Bible also says to pay your taxes. So if you say, Christian, now you need to pay your taxes before April the 15th, isn't, aren't you being a legalist? Oh, what a terrible legalist you are to tell Christians to pay their taxes before the 15th. My friend, if you look throughout the New Testament, there are commands about obeying parents, about submitting to the husband and how you treat your employer. There are commands about abstaining from the flesh and the lust of the flesh. And so if those are legalistic, then I guess I'm a legalist. But I would rather be a legalist right with God than somebody that thinks they're free and is praising the devil. And that's exactly what that does. And so, rereading Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in a season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you'd like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name and mailing address and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light broadcast. 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us by our website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That site is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address of Lamp and Light Broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Dale Jackson, saying, May God's peace be with all who are in Christ Jesus. It's my feet on his firm foundation for the Bible stands.